This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 286 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. This is the episode that almost wasn't. Yeah, initially I was supposed to work tonight, actually. So we're going to give you guys a week off from listening to us talk. Unfortunately for you, we're back. Yeah, like we really are, too. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um... What's going down? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. Um, as I was just saying, I'm on vacation right now, so I, uh, I've been enjoying myself. Uh, I've yep. definitely, I've definitely gotten back into something that I haven't done in years, which is the. I enjoy this show so much that I want to share it with the woman that I love. So yeah, that of course being a double edged sword, because then it's like, you don't want to take up all of your time together. Like, okay, we have time together. Let's immediately start watching all of these shows and these movies and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's wonderful. You know, like we just plowed through the end of you this season. And we're watching made together and, you know, it's nice to have somebody who is also like, you know, what the hell? Uh, We just talked the other day and I mentioned, uh, uh, what did I see? I saw something and I was just like, it brought up Mr. Robot. Oh, we had a playlist playing and M83's outro came on, which plays at the end of Mr. Robot, like the end of the end. And, uh, I said to her, I was like, in the past, like 10 years or whatever, if I could pick one TV series and say, no matter what, you have to watch this, it would probably be Mr. Robot because it was fucking phenomenal. Start to finish, just unbelievable. And uh, so she's like, okay, I want to watch it. So uh, at the very least, we've made a plan that the first time work is called off for snow and we have a snow day, we're going to binge it. And obviously we won't get through all of it, but you know, at the very least, that's a plan of attack for right now. So <clears throat> having fun with stuff like that. I'm um I'm still shocked they killed Angela. I it's funny, that was the one thing that popped the into way, my head that I thought of way, immediately. Yeah, the way they the way it went about too. Yeah. Just the way we're, it happened. We're like, no, no, that wasn't no, that's not real. Yep. Nope, they did. They like I was well, just shocked by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way that you say that, all I can think of is um Jason Bateman in uh Dodgeball. I'm shocked. <laughs> well yeah, but sincerely, like watching the episode. Yeah. 
I definitely did not see that happening. No, and remember, like, it went on hiatus after that. We were both like, no, we're going to come back and find out that that was, like, a dream sequence. Or, you know, we're going to find out. That's also how they opened the episode. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that was the other thing, too. That's, like, legit (laughs) how they opened the episode. Because they're like, we want to make sure you know this is fucking real. Yep. So, it was was pretty shocking. uh, Very surprising. So. I cannot wait to rewatch it from the beginning. Ah, oh, so good. Such a good show. God. What about you? Uh, what about me? I don't know. You asked how things are going for me. How are things going for you? Oh, uh, yeah, good. Excellent. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say good is the accurate way to describe it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, good then. Good. Did you you watch some good stuff? I'd say I watched uh, a lot of good stuff. No, um, I watched a lot of movies, actually. Um, oh, I, I assumed as much because it's spooky season. Yeah, I I really didn't get in everything I wanted to watch for movies, quite frankly. Yeah. Which is a little upsetting. Um, But uh, I am I am pleased with what I got in. I, I, I mean, I so quality over quantity, basically. Yeah, I guess I'd have to say quality over quantity. I tried to pick. But then again, even then, like, there was like, like Kate, she was like, oh, I want to watch this movie. I've never seen it. And I was like, all right, let's check it out. You know, like uh, I had seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. We watched it and she was like, OK, well, I don't need to watch that ever again. <laughs> uh, those oh, you liked it fun. that much, did you, honey? You know. So, but I watched another movie like that this week. Uh, on the, uh, that it was like, all right, well, I guess I guess that's something I watched I hadn't ever seen, and it is what it is. But I, but, I had uh, one of those as well this week, so that'll be fun. You, you said you watched you. Yes, finished this season. Yep. Did you finish it I, as well? I finished it as well. Yep. So. Random observation, a couple of them, yeah. but um, I did not expect, you know, if, if I was able to go back and talk to myself while I was only two or three episodes in and say to myself, by the end, you're going to be rooting for Sherry. I, I wouldn't believe myself. You were rooting for Sherry by the end? By the end, I was rooting for Sherry. I was. I, I, I felt that Sherry and Carrie actually had, like chemistry like they legitimately cared about each other and they became redeemable when they were locked in that cage and like he shot her in the ear and um yeah she shot him in the leg and yep yes they seem they seem to they seem to be very functional together during a high stress most likely dysfunctional way especially when they when they first you know realized what was going on and she was just like go and he took off running and 
yeah. we hear the, uh, I would have loved to see what happened, but you know, when Carrie looked at Joe and he was like, Oh, love is in so much trouble. Sherry knows Krav Maga. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. But she got, she got taken down somehow. Yep. Yep. She did. But I still don't like Sherry. Like I, I'm still not a fan of her as a character. I guess I will say I, I commend them for their ability to uh, keep their, keep it together. Yeah. You know, I'll say that I commend them for their ability to keep it together. (laughs) That's as good as we're going to get. I, I definitely felt like this season was a, like the first season was all about him and Beck. And it really established this show as like, you know, we had his narration, we had the stalker aspect, like it really, like I fell in love with the show in that season. Second season, eh, it it was, it was almost like they tried to copy the first season, but I cared about the characters less. Yeah. Um, we got to meet Candace finally, but even then it was like, uh, like 40 drove me insane. And fuck 40. Yeah, and love was just too much. Like I didn't I didn't buy her as the romantic interest like I did with Gwen or Beck. Um this season felt like a complete departure. Like this yep. season felt like they were doing something completely different, and I feel like they realized that, so by the end of it, they completely reversed course. Like this season started with him with the same woman that he was with last time. Yet he had a new obsession who was dead within the first episode. Um, which I thought was yes. Yes. So I felt like they tried something new by the end of the season. They were like, Nope, this isn't why people like this. So they wiped the slate essentially in a brilliant way. And it looks like the next season is going to start over more like season one. Yes. The way they ended it. What did you think of this season? What did you think of the the marathon running through the episodes? Okay, so it's hard when you watch them all back to back to back. Sometimes it's hard when you binge them because you kind of lose track or lose sight of what's going on right. or which episode would switch or whatever. I thought the progression of the story was interesting. I thought, I thought Love and Joe were going to come to the realization that they're together. They have passion of some kind for each other or an acceptance of each other. Um, But yet each other's not enough for each other. Yep. Uh, And that's why they both cheated on each other. And then were you you thinking that they were going to go all in on the whole open relationship or were you thinking they were going to go something different? I think they were going to. I thought they would live together, but be themselves. Like love would let Joe be his obsessive self when he finds somebody new to obsess over a new you, if you will. And love would be able to have the, well, while love would be able to have the, um, the picturesque uh, public view of the happy wife and husband and the child. And she has her own business and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. So outwardly she would have that, that public view that everyone would think, Oh, they're perfect. 
They have a great family, great relationship, great everything. Uh, and so they're both getting what they wanted there. But then Love also had abandonment issues, and she also had her instabilities. And, you know, clearly her, like, Joe is very methodical when he does everything for the most mm-hmm. part, you know? And then even then when he has to act in haste, like with the, the newspaper guy, the, the the ex the, the newspaper not the newspaper reporter. The television reporter television reporter um even when he has to act act in haste it's still um thought out right whereas love is legitimately just a she overreacts she's very reactionary yes super impulsive impulsive there we go which was definitely messing with joe and his his style and his ability and what i thought was very interesting is everything that like when when love would do something or somebody would do something in the show joe's narrative would essentially call them out exactly on what they were doing mm-hmm. but he wouldn't ever say it to him and that started to bug me yeah you know what i mean Right, because in the first season, he was a very blunt and honest person for the most part. Yep. So, uh, I will say the ending of this did surprise me. Mm. Which part? The part that wrapped it all up? Or just him being in Paris? um, Well, they essentially... uh, There's no way that love is going to pop back up. No. No, she is. That's gone. what I mean. They 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 closed the story on her. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, um, I did H- enjoy Henry's it. being raised by the couple. Yes, know, I thought the, that was great. Actually, I yep. enjoyed that. Uh, and obviously, we see from the end of the episode to the end of his narrative in Paris, it's been a couple of years. Yes. Yeah, because that kid is uh, no longer a baby. <laughs> yeah, that kid's a toddler who's like two or three years old at least three maybe even four pardon me so yeah um yeah i wish that they had had more of the therapist i feel like she was around for like two episodes and then you know they just said no we don't want to do this anymore um theo's dad i i feel like he kept popping in there just kind of like, oh yeah, we, we're still paying this actor. Don't worry, he's still here. But it yep. it didn't really like. I never felt like his story progressed enough, or that he really mattered in the grand scheme of things. Even when he was the one that found Joe on the floor, you know, and basically looked at the uh, the phone and did the search history and found out where his son was. Like, even then, I was like, oh, that just feels more like they. You know, just did a, oh, yeah, um, we can't forget that he's here. We haven't killed him off yet. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I would have liked to have seen more of the therapist. Um, back a ways, we had talked, because I think last time we talked about this, I hadn't watched the hunting trip yet. And you were like, oh, wait until you see the hunting trip. Oh, jeez. That, that was... Bro. That was insane. Like I looked right over at Julia and I was like, please never make me go on one of these man trips. Yeah. That's that bugged the crap out of me. I, I have no interest in that type of thing. 
yeah, I don't think you or I would ever sign up for something like that, be comfortable doing something like that. Like that was, that was, yeah, that was unacceptable. Yes, it most certainly was. And, uh, no shirts. You have to eat. You only can eat what you kill. I mean, like, no, I have no interest in life ever being involved in anything like that. Oh, and basically, nope. if you have a beef, we're going to fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. What did he say at one point? He was like, what is this like fight club in Suburbia or something like that? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that was just too much. That was insane. Um, I'm shocked that Kerry wasn't dead. That was a huge fall that he took. Yeah. But, you know. And then, of course, he was completely cool with it. Yep. I, uh, well, because Joe was following the rules. They had beef and they fought it out. Um, I did like the Sherlock-esque thing at the end there with the Aconite. That was very fun to watch. You know, how he's basically paralyzed. And, and the way she was so calm about it, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, think. This never would have happened if you hadn't grabbed a weapon. You know, dick move, but smart on her part. And then for him to just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I checked on what you were growing in the garden and I knew what was going on. So I've been preparing for this. Right. And then another thing, let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. You know, she did say. um, Like, uh, not the only reason why he's alive, but no, he was going to kill her till she screamed she was pregnant. Yes. You know, so I mean, like that was his intention to kill her. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't wrong there when she was just like, you know, when she's questioning like their love for each other, whatever. And it's right. like, well, yeah, that should have been a red flag for you. Oh, he was about to literally rip your throat open. And then you screamed, I'm pregnant. And then he yeah. didn't. Yeah. She throws it back in his face like it was some big mystery or some secret. You know, right. I know that you were going to kill me. Well, yes, he we, we all saw the flashback. He was yeah. literally about to kill you. He had a hook was, to your yeah. throat. You were done. <laughs> yes. That's the only reason you, you stayed with me. Well, yes. Yep. Once again, 100 percent accurate because <laughs> Hollywood writers love to fall back on a pregnancy as a uh, storytelling device when they've got no other ideas. <sighs> by the way, do. fun trivia fact, Theo, the kid, apparently him and uh, Victoria Pedretti are dating in real life. Really? Yep. So they met on the set. They kind of fell for each other in all those scenes where they were, you know, doing the flirting and stuff. And apparently they're together now. Age difference there, uh, I don't know. Probably. Let's see here. According to the Wikipedia, she is 26. And he is? I'm going to say 24. That. Yeah, actually, yeah, because she definitely just, she definitely looks older than she is. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are like that. Like, you look at them and you go, oh, you're what, like 50? And they're like, I'm 24. And you're like, no, shit. I, I legit would think that she's 30, in her 30s. I would, too, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, you season three. 
Reoccurring Theo, 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 Theo. Where's Theo's name? Oh, he's up here. 27. Okay. So he's actually older than her. And he definitely pulled off like an 18 year old look. Yeah. And she looks like she's in her 30s. Uh huh. That's hilarious to me. That is hilarious. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is. Yeah. I like that. Apparently he's in the new Halloween film. Is he? Did you ever watch that, by the way? Yeah. Halloween kills. Yeah. 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 We talked about how you enjoyed it just enough and I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Yes. I'm remembering it now. I'm remembering it now. So, um, Oh, so he was in there. I didn't realize that. Maybe I did. Maybe it was one of those like, Oh, Hey, that's the guy from you. Oh, never mind. He's dead now. (laughs) Because I feel like everybody was dead in that movie. Let's see. Oh, he plays the boyfriend. Ah. You know, the, gotcha. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got long hair and doesn't look like him. No. No, he does not. All right. So. Enough about you. We don't have any of the rookie to talk about. Nope. The Connors, like Roseanne has a long history of having pretty awesome Halloween episodes. Yeah. And the Connors do not follow suit. Oh. I think, I think they've tried in years past. Um, but they definitely didn't have a great Halloween episode this year. Not that the episode was bad. It just wasn't. Usually the Halloween episode is a huge forefront in Roseanne, whereas on the Connors, it was like, oh, it happens to be Halloween. Here's the story we're presenting. And, you know, Darlene, uh, Becky's in a Tinkerbell costume at work. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Kate and I are both thoroughly enjoying CSI Vegas still. Good, good. Yeah, uh, It's just basically it's it's like CSI was. We have uh, the st- murder story. We have the uh, the overwhelming mythology storyline. Of David Hodges and him being set up and framed and them questioning the you know, everything down at the lab, and then we have the monster of the week monster of the week storyline going as well. This is the murder of the week, and now let's talk about the overarching story each episode. So I, I enjoy the the split and how they're doing it. Excellent. Uh, we did not watch the rookie because there wasn't one. I just saw a news article pop up, though, that I wanted to share. Apparently, Peyton yeah. List, who you can look her up. she's She was in, like, um, the 100. I don't know. You'd know her if you saw her. But she's being cast as Tim's sister. And uh, James Remar is going to be their father. So, apparently, we're going to be getting into Tim's family. So, I'm super excited for that. Tim? Bradford. Oh, Bradford on the rookie. I'm sorry. All yeah. Right. Yeah, so if anybody's family I wanted to see, it would be his. And Peyton List has that look about her face that is I it the blonde Peyton List that was no, on Jesse, the, or the yeah. dark-haired Peyton List, the brunette Peyton List? Yeah, I guess it's two of them. Mm-hmm. When you said yeah, Peyton List, that was the first one I thought of was the one that was on Jesse. That's what I thought too, and I'm like, wow. So yeah. they're going to give him like a young bubbly sister? Nope, it's the other one. It's funny that there's two actresses named Peyton List. I mean, like, that's not a very common name, if you will. 
she's been on a bunch of stuff like that you recognize. There it is. She played uh, Poison Ivy on Gotham, the um, adult version, I guess. Remember when Poison Ivy like aged dramatically from one season to the next? No, you don't remember that? Or maybe you do, but you're on mute, so I can't hear you. No, I did not have you muted. I was not ignoring you. I literally hit the power switch on my power strip and shut down my whole computer center. One fell just by stretching out my legs. Well, I'll tell you what. I did not disconnect immediately. I was just like, are you there? Well, maybe you're not there. Would you put me on mute? And then I'm waiting for the, oh, sorry about that. And so I get nothing. I'm like, so I go to pick up my phone to message and be like, dude, what's going on? And then it just finally disconnected. Oh, uh, so yeah. That was surprising. But the other yeah. Peyton List, not the blonde one, the other Peyton List played the uh, magically adult version of Poison Ivy on Gotham as well. Mm, that's remember right. She, remember yeah. from one episode to the next, she magically aged multiple years and got a body? Yes. And yeah. went from being, yeah. And inappropriately underage teen to <laughs> the poison ivy we know of from the comic books. Right. So. Yeah, I, I can see her being um, being Tim's sister. You know, yeah. she just just the look of her alone looks like, you know, don't mess with me. Don't talk to me. You're not worth my time. Like. No nonsense. Bullshit. No bullshit. And if we're also getting her their dad then that tells me that like there's something wrong so that'll be interesting so yeah, what I'd else be, be curious to see how that works um chucky what'd you think of the episode um i don't like cliffhangers yeah i know um i uh i don't know i i just I'm not a, a big cliffhanger fan unless it's done well. Like mm-hmm. if they can do a cliffhanger where either I'm not going, Oh God, this is what's going to happen. Or that, you know, if, as long as I'm not sitting there going, Jesus, they're just dragging this out, then I can be okay with it. But like in this case, you know, the girl's not going to die. There, there's no way she's going to die. We're only three episodes in and she's like the primary foil of our hero in air quotes. So she's not going to be dead. They're going to escape. Um, she, they're going to say that she, you know, that, that the whole incident was too traumatic and that's why she thinks Chucky's alive, but he's not really alive. It's just, it's going to be garbage. What do you think? Um, <sighs> I don't think we're going to see Lexi die off screen. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's building this one up and I don't think we're going to see Chucky kill Lexi either. Right. I think we're, I think cause all right, Chucky is basically trying to get Jake to kill somebody mm-hmm. and he basically does get Jake to try to attempt to kill Chucky. I mean, attempt to kill Lexi. And that doesn't obviously go well because Junior kind of shows up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you think, oh, okay, good. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna fall into temptation, if you will. Right. Um, but then at the same time, I think he is eventually going to kill her. 
and I think she will die, but she will not die in a fire off screen. She will not die. Now, the way they built, well, they wave, when you the say way he will kill her. Do you mean Chucky or Jake? Jake will Jake. kill Lexi. That will be like okay. Jake's first kill will be Lexi. Okay. In my opinion, or it'll so you be think Junior. He is going to kill. Yes, I think he will eventually. Okay. And I think his first kill will be Lexi. Or if either way, though, I don't I think they're building her up like how do I say this? Like without being sick and demented, she is people. The fans are going to be happy to watch her die. Yeah, is what it comes down to. You know what I mean? It's like when you pay money to go to wrestling to watch the heels, the bad guys get the shit kicked out of them. To get what they deserve, that's what this is. You want to see get Lexi get what she deserves, right? The way they're building her up, yeah. She's she's just a piece of shit human being, not just she to, like, people like her other kids, but like her parents or siblings, like yeah, every, like everybody. So, yeah, um, I agree. I'm gonna be happy to see her go. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like where she's the primary foil right now, it's going to be a while. Like, this is definitely not going to be it. And I also, I got to say, like, I understand what they're doing with this series is they're trying to give us more background on Charles Lee Ray. Uh, I did not believe the the whole backstory there of him killing his mother because he watched a guy brutally murder his father and then she's hiding in the closet with him and he killed her and tells the guy i helped you yeah so that's another thing i didn't expect with this show was to get such a i don't want to use the word extravagant but to get to get the the backstory of chucky as a kid charles charles lee ray as a kid i definitely didn't expect that It um, it wasn't believable to me. It just, I don't know. Did, did you find it believable? Like you said you weren't expecting the whole backstory, but did you find it like, did you believe that this little kid would be like, yeah, I think that what that guy's doing to my dad is great. Now I'm going to do it to my mom. No, I didn't think that kid was, I didn't think he was that screwed up. I don't feel like we've had anything yet that has given us reason to believe that he would have, like if we had seen multiple scenes of her beating him or, you know, abuse at the father's hand and mom was just looking the other way, you know, maybe, but I don't feel like we've gotten nearly enough justification. Yeah. No, I can, I can agree with that. I don't think we have either. I mean, I'm still watching the show. I'm not hating the show, but it's also not a destination show for me. I'm not like, yeah, new week, new Chucky. Right. It's definitely not a destination show by any means for me. <laughs> um, but I do, I do. I'm enjoying it so far. Me too. I mean, I, I kind of like with Halloween kills. I don't know if I would say that I'm really enjoying it. I, I just, it's not bad. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, what about legends? What'd you think of legends? Ooh. 
so the 100th episode. I know we have a couple episodes. I'll end up just merging them together because we haven't just had merge them. fucking time travel on a goddamn time travel show. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. Fuck the J. Edgar Hoover storyline. Fuck trying to you know keep history intact by having him on a train. Uh. Now there's robots that are replicating people. So there's a Hoover robot. Whatever. Yeah. Um for the 100th episode like awesome that they brought in the old actors yeah we got you know ray snart stein i legitimately forgot that hawkman was part of the original legends i'm like who the fuck is this jobber that they got walking around on the wave rider (laughs) then he unfurled his wings and i'm like oh shit that's right yeah carter hall there I'm, i'm glad we had we saw them come back yeah um so that was cool. Although you notice like Rory wasn't around, um, no hot girl, but right. it, it was a decent story. I, I liked the fact that Jefferson got to use his British accent. And they're like, why do you have a British accent? Oh, that's how she imagines me. You know, that's how she processed me in here. Cause she's got a British accent. Yeah. I like that. That was good. We got to see the protocol that Ray, uh, not Ray, um, Bishop. No, uh, the first captain there. I want to call him. Oh, Rip. Rip. There we are. Yeah. We got to see the protocol that Rip basically put in there and said, you know, you can't harm them. You have to protect them. That's your number one priority. And then Bishop's like, Oh, let me remove that. Yeah. Uh, Once again, I hate Bishop and not for good reasons. Mm hmm. I'm I'm not excited about this season. I'm not either. And I feel so bad because we, I used to love this. I know. And then we struggled last season. Yep. And now I'm struggling this season already. Mm-hmm. Three episodes in. <clears throat> and fuck Matt Ryan's new character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go figure out this person invented time travel. Oh, great. Wait, way to keep the actor around. And yep. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Well, yeah. Moving on, moving on to hopefully better things. This is why, that's why I don't watch flash. Yeah. It's making me not want to watch the show. Uh, Kate and I started watching ghosts. And what did you think? We enjoy this show thoroughly. <laughs> well, I would it's, like to see the BBC version. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's better than it should be. Like I, I had low expectations and I'm enjoying the hell out of it, but I want to see the British ver- or the, yeah, the British version. Yeah. I'd like to see the British version of the show, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, so we've watched all five episodes that they mm-hmm. aired. Same. Um, including Halloween. Um, I, I like all the characters. Um, at the beginning of the Halloween episode, um, hold on. <sighs> What's his name? I don't know all their names off the top of my head, so hold on. I know Pete, obviously. Uh, Trevor was the guy with no pants. 
Um, I, I love go. how I love how her uh, boyfriend's just kind of like cool with it now. He's just like, what yeah. is that a ghost thing? <laughs> yes, that's what Kate. Kate also enjoys it as well, where he's just accepting of it now, where she's basically like, maybe those of you had. Uh, who ate all the Oreos? Oh, it must have been the contractors. I can't believe it. He's lying to you. He sat down and ate all of them. He even <laughs> ate one off the floor. Did you eat a Florio? What are the ghosts telling on me? Florio. I love that. Yeah. What are the ghosts telling on me? Yeah, they are. Or then later on when he's like, um, how many? I thought there was more of these. Uh, nope. I only had one earlier. He's lying to you. He had four. They're telling on me again, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I like at the end where he like, he makes these, his, his the, Obviously, it's the comedy of this guy. I can't think of the mm-hmm. actor, but I might. He made the quick comedy. Oh, I'm just terrified to take a shower, but whatever, you know. Um, I like the guys that died. The 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 ghost that died from cholera or whatever it was that inhabit the basement. Oh dysentery. yes, or not dysentery. dysentery. No, no, dysentery was the uh, Revolutionary War guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which they he never died. let him forget about. Yeah. He died from dysentery. So, and I, I like it when people walk through them and it hurts them. Uh huh. But when you walk through, um, Isaac, he, he stinks terribly because of his dis- mm-hmm. he's dying from dysentery. <laughs> um, but anyways, when, uh, uh, Sisephus, the, the Native American in he's the Halloween favorite. episode, he's so huh? good. He's in the Halloween favorite. episode. Yeah, me too. In the Halloween episode, when he says, um, I'm not actually Native American. He goes, I I hate Halloween. Why do you hate Halloween? Because I died on Halloween. You did? Yeah. I'm not Native American. This is the costume I was wearing when I died. What? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm 500 years old or whatever. <laughs> I believed him. Like, in that yeah. split second, I went, no way. Like, you know, that explains why he talks the way he does and acts. No, nah, I, I, Kate and I both fell for it instantly. Mm-hmm. He's um, so deadpan like that. All of the yeah. stuff that he does. No, I'm 500 years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like um, the uh, the the jazz singer who, th- who likes to think she was murdered. Yes. Um, but they're sure like, might- no, you you had a heart attack, and he's like, no. Um, the Indian when he's like, I had sex 43 times. That's such yeah. A, that's such a specific number. You'd never know I'd made it up. And then Thorfinn's like, yeah, I saw you had sex many times. What? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a ghost. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like the jazz singer lady reminds me a lot of Mo from Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Yep. Same kind uh, of energy, same kind of flamboyance. Uh, you ever noticed the ghost that we saw in the pilot episode that was decapitated and his head came off and then he's been looking for it ever since. We didn't see him until like the Halloween episode all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they shot stuff out of order. I was wondering if it was that or if like the headless thing didn't play as well. And so they just kind of yanked it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to future episodes. We like it. Yeah. I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah. It's yep. fun. That's definitely one that I look forward to every week. I'm like, yeah, we got a new episode. So, and it's short to the point. Yep. Um, it's Tuesday. We're recording on Tuesday, November 2nd. I cannot believe it's November. 10 more days till the 10 rings. Fuck, that just seems crazy. Uh, it does. 10 more days to the 10 rings. <sighs> Disney plus. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, and, but Eternals opens this weekend. Yes. So do you wait and do you watch the 10 rings and then go watch Eternals? Or can you just say, screw it and go watch the Eternals? 
E, that's a good question, my friend. I don't know. I've been hearing some bad stuff about the Eternals. Which well, I thought it was supposed to be the there was supposed to be a huge thing in the movie that kind of changes the, the 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 flow of the MCU. Well, here's the thing. Um you and I both don't like the director very much and, and not as a person, but just like, remember, she's the one that just did that. I'm trying to think of the name of it. The one with, um, Francis yeah. McDormand and yeah. Yeah. The, like the, RV the land or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Nomad land. Yeah. Um, so most of her work that we've watched were like, uh, down thumbs down. And, uh, now it's not getting very good reviews. It, it's not, it's, the lowest scoring MCU movie yet, which is saying something because Dark, Thor, the dark world is still out there. And this one's scoring worse than that at this point. So. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize it was doing that bad. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Currently Marvel's lowest rated MCU movie. But that doesn't mean there's still not some important part in it. It's a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Thor Dark World was 66%. (laughs) It's funny. I just threw that out there, but I knew that that was the worst one. Thor Dark Dark World World wasn't great. But, you know, it wasn't great. Iron Man 3. Yeah. When he was all sad and depressed. Like, I don't fucking watch someone being sad and depressed. Yeah, where they took one of the greatest Iron Man stories of all time, Demon in a Bottle, and then said, but what if we didn't focus on alcoholism? Because, you know, it's Disney stuff, and we don't want kids to look at alcohol. Let's go to PTSD. Yeah, from from being up in space for five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're assholes, I know. Yeah, no, he Prove seemed to wrong. be only, but, but, okay, let's let's really break it down. He seemed to be doing better after fucking Infinity War in Endgame after watching Peter, after losing Peter and the whole world, half the population and, and, and losing to Thanos and on and on and on. He seemed to be doing better emotionally then mm-hmm. than he did in Iron Man 3 after going in space for two minutes, like you just said. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, um, I will say we've got two episodes left of made. Uh, oh, wow. But this last batch that we did, like I said, we can only watch it like two episodes at a time. Yeah. And this last one that we did, I, I like, we probably could have done one episode and it would have been a good place to stop. Cause it's not just that it's a heavy show. It's not just the realism in there, you know, as she's trying to make her way through, like things keep going wrong for her, but it's not like one of those quirky sitcom type things where it's like, Oh no, it looked like things were going to work out. And then they didn't, or, you know, the, the tragic goofball comedy type thing like these, when they go wrong, you're like, fuck, it really hurts in the stomach, in the chest, like it really, really hurts. So it's hard to watch multiple ones at a time. And episode seven was fucking rough. Andy McDowell, kudos to her for playing this character of her mother. Um, Bipolar, manic, depressive, fucking genius actress. I want to murder this character. Like she is the bane of my existence. When I see her come on the scene, I'm like, 
fuck, I am not going to enjoy this. And it's never to the point, you know how you and I have talked about this before, where there's like certain actors or certain characters that you're like, fuck, this makes me not want to watch this show anymore. It's never to that point. It's never like, I can't watch this show because I hate her character so much. I just fucking hate her character because I've known people like this. And it just, it's insane. Like she is the epitome of mental health issues. She is fucking tragic. And I am really feeling for this girl. It just took a turn at the end of episode eight that it sunk my stomach hardcore. Um, Yeah. I know you're not watching this anymore and I know that Kate kind of filled you in. Uh, Did she get all the way through it? Oh yeah. In, In like two settings, like, She's got more stamina than I do because she it took her like four days. Oh, it's it's rough. And actually, I guess that kind of tracks because, you know, we're doing it. There's 10 episodes. We're doing two at a time. So that's about five days. Um, but we're also, you know, not watching it every single day, obviously. Uh, it's brilliant, though. Uh, it really does make me feel for these characters. It's really sucked me in. Uh, it's just such a shitty shitty world and this is just a giant reminder of that you know you get to see the the huge disparities between like the people that she's cleaning for and what she's living in and with and uh also kudos to the kid that they got to play her daughter like she's always got a smile on her face and she's always like spot on in the scene she feels like a regular kid she doesn't feel like an actress playing a kid so um the performances have just been stellar i'm i'm really enjoying it as much as it's turning my stomach so there all right uh any other shows uh the only other in the shadows what we do in the shadows and doctor who yeah, no, no go on Doctor Who for me. Um, no? It is not airing on, like, I always watch it on BBC America On Demand. Yep. And it's not available. Oh, shit. It's only extras. How uh, did I watch it? I just watched it this morning, and I felt like I watched it on the BBC website. Uh, I, well, BBC America, it's not on there for me to watch. Hmm. Like, they, they had the Doctor Who world premiere thing at, like, 225 on Sunday. And I didn't watch it then. And then mm-hmm. they said, don't worry, we're going to air an extended episode at 8 o'clock tonight on BBC America. Well, it was Sunday mm-hmm. night, and we kind of got back from trick-or-treating not too long before then, and this and that. And then I didn't watch it. I was like, I'll just watch it on demand, you know, tomorrow or Tuesday or whatever it is, this week sometime. Because I didn't know we were going to record tonight. Right. So then when I knew we were going to record tonight, I was like, all right, when I get home from work tomorrow, I'm watching it. So I got home today, and I put it on. BBC America, and all there is, even the past seasons, are extras. So I'm on the BBC America website, bbcamerica.com. Yeah. And right there, latest episode, season 13, episode one, Doctor Who. But it says sign in. So you have to give your credentials for Spectrum, which I assume you have such credentials. Yeah, I use my mom's. And that's what I, yeah. I was signed in on the app, too. Yep. And it that's how I watched watch. it this morning on my uh, huh. on my iPad. So maybe well, they just I'll... added it today. This was at four thirty. Oh, weird. Yeah. As a matter of fact, looking at shows like on the on the website, there are so many shows listed. Mm-hmm. Whereas on um, 
on the app, there was like none. So hmm. maybe I need to sign back in. I don't know. I'll have to check it out later. Yeah, uh, the only other way I could find to watch it was to either get an AMC Plus um, account mm-hmm. um, on the AMC Plus app. I, I realize it's like 10 bucks a month or 5 bucks a month or whatever it is. Um, or buy the season for 15 bucks on Amazon Prime. Ugh. Yeah, I saw that it said HBO Max had it, but it only has the previous seasons. It doesn't have this most recent one. Right, yeah. So I'll have to check it out. Did did you like it? Was it good? Um, so I will say this. It is this whole season, as you know, is the flux. It's and one it's story. supposed to be one story, six episodes. So this was a lot of setup. Um I enjoyed it, but it's definitely, they did not give us a lot to go on. Okay. Uh, There was a lot that happened and we got introduced to the new character and, oh, sorry. Um, We got introduced to the new companion and we got to see some things happening, but it's, you know how Doctor Who does it in like, uh, think about the crack in the wall, you know, when Matt Smith first started and how that slow played out for the whole season. There's a lot of stuff that happens in here that you can tell is going to come up later, but you know, <coughs> it's, there's not a lot of payout because it's six episodes. So I did enjoy it. I, it was nice to have Dr. Who back, but it's also like, fuck, this is going to be six episodes. So we're going to have to deal with a slow play. All right. Well, I still want to watch it. Yeah. Because I want to watch me some Doctor Who, damn it. Maybe after we get done, I'll go go see if I can figure it out. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I just went to bbcamerica.com, and I was not signed in because it has the sign up in the corner that says sign in. I I was just there as well. Yep. Uh, What we do with the shadows? That's the one. Season finale. Was it not? It yeah, was. It was. Now, you remember how I told you a couple of minutes ago when I was talking about Maid and I said, you know, it's not one of those situations where, like, somebody gets stymied or something works against them and you go, oh, God. Yeah. That, that's what I feel like with Guillermo, especially this episode. Oh, 100%. Like, it's not just that nothing goes his way. It's that, like, oh, it looks like the rug is there solidly. Nope, it got pulled out. Wah, yeah. wah. Well, basically, Nandor. So, Nandor, everyone's leaving the house because this is what happens. They basically say, Colin, because Colin died, everyone leaves the house. So, like, Nandor wants to go to his ancestral homeland, but he wants to go by train and he wants to go the long way and da 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 da, which seems mm-hmm. odd to me, but whatever. And then Laszlo and, and, um, Naja, they're gonna go go to the United Kingdom, where Naja's gonna be like on the Supreme World Supreme Vampiric Council, yep. and Laszlo doesn't want to go. And finally, the, re- the reason why he re- the reason he reveals why he doesn't want to go is because some British people made fun of Naja like uh, 200 years ago, which. Yeah would seem stupid but actually seems very spot on accurate for laszlo it does yeah 
So Guillermo's pissed off, so he confronts Nandor about it, and they have a fight, like an actual physical fight. I uh, love when Guillermo found his testicles, and he's like, you're yeah. only alive because I allow you to be. Yeah. Um, so after the fight, basically, Nando was like, look, once we get to my ancestral homeland, I'll make you a vampire. So Guillermo's like, yeah. Um, so he's going to help Nadja and Laszlo get to the, uh, get to their, the, get to the trade, the, the, the dockyard for the boat. Cause they're going to take a boat across the country, across the ocean. Yeah. They, he seals Nadja in her coffin and they're getting Laszlo's coffin ready. And she, and he's like, why do you have all these Oreo cookies and whatever it is? And he's like, Oh, because you know, they're like gold over there and da, 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 da. So the game was like, whatever. So he's loading up the, the, the crate. Laszlo's going to be in, and then Laszlo's like, well, you'll take care of my wife, and he throws Guillermo in and just seals it shut on him. Yep. And basically forces him to go, and then we see Nandor waiting for Guillermo to show up, and he never does. So Nandor just gets on the train so he can leave, and then we cut to Laszlo. Basically, it's like he wrote a letter to Nadja that he has to stay behind because uh, evidently, after Colin died, uh, something burst out of him, and it turned out to be a baby version of Colin, who looks exactly like him. He's he's essentially a baby, but he yep. has Colin's head. Oh yeah, it's super creepy. And it's, like, it just they say that that's what it is with energy vampires: is that when they die at a hundred, then a spawn comes out of them that is. A new one. Super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, Laszlo wants to take care of him, raise him. Like, uh, I I still love the show. This was a tough finale for me, though. Like, I felt like they left too much hanging and they're going to wrap it all up very quickly when the season comes back. Like somehow they're all going to find their way back there. Either that, or they'll have, you know, separate. They'll they'll do filming on separate sets. So they've got Nadja and Guillermo over there, checking in with the others. And but that's the thing, though. It's not like once they get to their destination, Guillermo can't. Once he gets out of the coffin, it's like he can't call Nandor and say, "Hey, this is what happened." Right. And it's not like he can't. Does he know where Nandor's going to be though? Like, does Nandor even have a cell phone? But he knows where his ancestral homeland is. True. So. I mean, it was funny for how they did it, but at the same time, it was almost kind of unrealistic. For a show about vampires, I get it. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Movies. I watched a bunch of movies. I watched, like... I watched a full movie. I watched half of two movies and I watched something that I guess you could qualify as a movie, but not really. Oh, what's that? That I got to (laughs) know. The escape, the undertaker thing on Netflix. Oh, fuck that. I didn't watch that at all. I have no, we were, we were pawn through. It was one of those, like we, 
didn't have a movie in us. We didn't know if we wanted to watch a TV show. We, we were all out of episodes of, you know, the little half hour ones. We're like, eh. and I'm just like pawing through Netflix. And I'm like, Oh, that was a good movie. This was a good thing. And it was like trending now and that came up and I was like, Jesus. And I explained it to her and she goes, Oh my God, let's do it. And I'm like, really? And she goes, yes, it sounds ridiculous. And it was fucking ridiculous, but oh, we yeah. laughed the whole time at how ridiculous it was. Like, I don't think there's a way to lose it's not really a game. It's more just like, instead of saying, you know, do this or do this, you follow them. So like in the very beginning, it's like one goes upstairs, one goes downstairs, one stays on the ground floor. And whichever one you pick is just, you get to see the scene of what happened to that one. But the story plays out the same. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Um, and for some reason in some scenes, the undertaker was bald. And in some of them he had hair. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to enjoy some good wrestling, don't watch this. Oh, um, no, I didn't imagine there would be any good wrestling. If you if you have somebody over and you want to do something ridiculous, maybe like maybe you and Kanan would enjoy going through it. But oh, sure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I watched Scream one through four. Wow. Yeah, Kate had never seen Scream, so we put Scream on. Uh, we watched it. She enjoyed it. We just started Scream 2. We got halfway through it. She's like, I'm tired. I got to go to bed. How's it end? And I'm like, all right. And I told her. And she's like, oh, okay. I did, okay, that makes sense. I didn't see that coming. And then I thought about it. I was like, fuck, I don't need to watch the rest of this. I literally remember exactly how it ends. It's like, no. So I shut it off. So I didn't watch the whole thing, technically. Then I started watching Scream 3. And... I couldn't remember the killer until pretty close to the end. So that was nice. And then the hmm. next day I watched scream Four, um, Halloween night actually. And I had no memory of the ending of this one. So that was truly spectacular. And then when we got the ending, I was like, Oh shit, that's right. Like I, like I didn't even see it right before it happened. <laughs> so that was cool. Nice. Um, Kate had never seen the movie Carrie. So that's what started that. So on Saturday, so on, on Saturday, uh, I stayed home to do some work and do whatever I wanted to do. And she went to her mother's to carve a pumpkin. And then she messaged me that Wesley's spending the night at my mom's. And I was like, no big kids, no Wesley. Yeah. So Kate came home, packed up his stuff, brought it over. She came back home. We had adult time. And then we went and got big sandwiches at Big G's in Winslow. Thanks. And we brought the sandwiches home. And it was early enough in the day. It was only it was only it was like four thirty by then or something. So she's like, I've never seen Carrie. Let's watch Carrie. So we went and got the big sandwiches, came home, we watched the nineteen seventy six Carrie with uh, Sissy Spacek. And it was over and she's like, Okay, I can say I watched it. I never need to watch this again. I went, You're right, honey, you don't. <laughs> and I just I had seen it in the past. I forgot how slow it was. Holy cow. Yeah. It is painfully slow until we finally mm -hmm. get to you know the ending yeah um and then sunday morning we had some time so i i showed her uh sleepaway camp she had never seen that oh nice and uh when the ending comes and we see the that the uh, the twist ending she just went oh my lord <laughs> <laughs> But then she actually said, like, she, she enjoyed the movie and she didn't see that ending coming. So, nice. Yeah. Even better. What was, 
What was one of the half movies you watched, and why was it only um, a half movie? So Saturday, we went to Julia's parents' house, and while we were all sitting around, it was you know the day before Halloween, and you know it was like an awkward visit at first because like people were trickling in her aunt and her sister. And, so she was like, well, let's put on a movie. So we started flipping through and it was like, well, what do we want to watch? Cause it's Halloween. Her sister was like, Oh no, I only want to watch Hocus Pocus or Halloween town. And Julie was like, no, we're not. We're grownups. We're not watching those fucking movies. Um, and so she put on secret window, the Johnny Depp and, um, uh, Timothy Hutton and just a whole bunch of people. Maria Bellows, uh, John Turturro, um, we got about halfway through it and her dad walked in and just like picked up the remote and turned it onto something else. And <laughs> we're just sitting there. We're like, what the fuck? He just turned it. And granted it was like one of those where it was kind of in the background playing and everybody was talking and stuff, but we're still watching it. And, uh, so her aunt goes, Carol, cause her dad's name is Carol. Carol, they were watching that movie. He goes, what movie? You just changed it. They were watching a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Julia's like, no, it's okay. And he goes, he like throws the remote at her. He's like, here, please take it, please. So then she's like, yeah, we're not going to put that back on. So she flipped over and found the movies that made us and they had a bunch of Halloween ones. But at that point, her cousin was in the room. Her nephew was in the room. Who's like 11. So we couldn't really do the horror ones. So we did Jurassic Park. And once again, got about halfway through and then somebody turned it off. So those are my two half movies. Did you mute me? I did. We did see Hocus Pocus as well. We went to family movie night at Kate's cousins on Friday night and we watched Hocus Pocus outside. It was actually nice weather. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a little chilly. Um, It's not like my, I didn't grow up on Hocus Pocus, so it doesn't have any um, great memories for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, same, but like my wife did, you know, when it was, when it came on, when it, when Hocus Pocus, Pocus like premiered, if you will, she was like eight or nine. So it was perfect for her. I was oh, like 15. Gotcha. So not yeah. at all. So her, her, her and her cousins and even brother and everybody, they watched it. And so that was like, yeah, that was the, it's their monster squad. If you will, that's the, when I was eight or nine. I watched that movie for the first time and I was like, yeah. So like when I see monster squad, I have great happy memories mm-hmm. for them. It's kind of hocus pocus, if you will. Um, by the way, I'm sure you've already seen this, but they've begun production on hocus pocus too. Yes. And yep. the Sanderson sisters will be back, but there are more people joining it as well. So, yep. Uh, hey, real quick side note. Um, are you getting text emails? So someone's emailing your phone number with like spammy uh, sex stuff. No. I, the other day I, I was get, I was in a text I, group chat. Yep. That was it. It basically like I just saw that somebody had started a group chat and they included like 10 different phone numbers and mine was one of them. And they were just sending like pictures of a hippopotamus or something. And people were like, fuck off, man, cut it out. And I'm like, just mute the conversation. You don't need to engage. So tell me of your sex stuff. It's just basically like, hey, want to come check me out in bed? And there's a link, but there's no photos or anything. And it's just from like a weird generic um, 
yeah, like a weird, weird generic uh, email address, like nothing that makes sense. And I'm like, oh, this is their new way around blocking phone numbers. Yeah. Because I don't know how to block an email address that sends me. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't give me the option to block the email address. So uh, another movie I watched this week was Thelma and Louise. That doesn't seem to fit in with the Halloween theme. It doesn't. I had never actually seen Thelma and Louise. Oh, my wife. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, you know, we got it. And then it was a scenario of my wife was done with Halloween movies. And we still had a couple hours to kill before Wesley came home. And I was like, let's just put Thelma and Louise on. And we watched it. And she's like, you're going to hate this movie. It's so dumb. Or you're going to hate this movie. She just thought I would hate it. And she Mm -hmm. thought I was going to hate Gina Davis's character because she's so stupid and this and that. And I watched the movie and I can't say I hated it. You know, I thought they did a good job telling the story. I thought they had a dramatic turn of events from when Friday started and when Sunday ended. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, but I mean, it's, you know, I, I've seen the references to it over the years. The movie came out 30 years ago and I've seen all the references to it, you know, especially them driving into the Grand Canyon at the end and all that other horse shit. Mm-hmm. I think the ending would have been better if they would have driven into the Grand Canyon and instead of having the freeze frame of the car going through the air, if it just would have like instead shown like Harvey Keitel bending over and picking up the picture of them off the ground because it blew out of the car Mm -hmm. and just kind of like being beside himself with grief or whatever it is. Um, I did not realize this was a Ridley Scott film. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was shocking. Um, but yeah, it's not something I need to watch again, but at least I can check the box. Oh, that's the other thing about the Scream movies. So many young stars in the movies. Mm. If you go back and looked at the cast, it's like there's so many young actors and actresses that got their start in the movies, or this is one of their maybe first or second starring roles or whatever it is. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do yeah. remember that. Um, and then I watched one other movie, but you had another movie you watched, correct? Yes. What was, um, what was part, your film? Part of while we were flipping through and looking at stuff and I was going, Oh, that I was doing, you know, my Ben impression. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Um, <laughs> no, it was more like, you know, Oh, I've seen that before. That was fun. Or, Oh, I kind of wanted to see that. Or that looks dumb or whatever. Um, came across one and I was like, Oh, that's what we should have watched for Halloween. Cause Julia doesn't like, like, gory bloody horror movies or even the like supremely psychological thriller ones you know she's just, it's not her cup of tea and that's fine you know i'm not going to force her in anything but i saw one on there and i was like that's what we should have watched for halloween and all i told her was it's a horror movie but it more makes fun of itself it, it's a funny fun horror movie and she's like yeah i could get behind that so we watched the babysitter Oh, nice. Are you going to watch The Babysitter 2? Yes, because she fucking loved it, and it was fucking great. I love that movie so much. Oh, I actually I thought you were going to go with Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. No, no, she's seen that one, so she definitely would agree on that one. But yes, what this about, was one um, that... Has she seen Slither? No, no, she's not be, seen That'd Slither. be a good one. Yeah, That's on the list as well, yep. There you go. Um, 
but yeah, the babysitter fucking classic horror. I love it. I love how campy it is without being, you know, the whole thing with uh, Bella Thorne's character and the fact that she's mortified that her tit was shot and all the ways that she goes on about how like, nobody's ever going to want to motorboat me. I'll never be a journalist now because you know, nobody's going to want to see somebody with a deflated tit. Um, Robbie Amell's character. I love, I love when Cole wakes up and the first thing that he says is, why is he shirtless? And the guy's like, dude, seriously, you just wake up. That's the first thing you ask. And then how he's about to kill him. And then he hears the, the bully egging his house. And he's like, no, you got to go over there. You got to take care of that. Like, aren't you going to kill me? He goes, no, this is more important. You got to go over there and take care of this. And he's like giving him pointers and stuff. Yeah. No, that's something I haven't seen in a while. That is something I need to rewatch. Absolutely. It's so aware of itself. You know, when Robbie Mills character looks at him, he goes, you want a head start? And he goes, does it matter? Like, aren't you the quarterback? And he goes, yeah. So, and he's like, it's not going to matter. You can outrun me. He goes, come on, just try it. It, It's fucking great. Like it was a great movie and I cannot wait to watch the sequel again. Because I remember that one had some twists in it as well. And I'm very much. Yes. The, the babysitter killer queen. Yes. And like I said, we went into this and all I said was it's a horror movie, but it doesn't take itself seriously. So that was all that she had to go for. And mwah, perfect. Nice. Nice. Yep. What was the other one uh, you watched? The last film I watched was Halloween. The Rob Zombie. His first one. Uh, mm. The theatrical cut. I actually went out oh. of my way to find a DVD copy of the theatrical cut because I do not. In the unrated director's cut of the film, the scene how Michael escapes is completely changed. Yes. Uh, in the theatrical cut, he is being transported by guards and he just breaks free and kills them all. In the unrated version, uh, this piece of shit guy that works at the at the, works at the the facility. Uh, him and another janitor bring one of the female patients into Michael's room and then take turns raping her on his bed. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. He just sits there. And then eventually, like, one of them touches him or his mask, so he starts killing everybody. And then then he escapes and goes on a killing spree. And I just, I, I find that just completely unnecessary. Yes. And, yeah. So I, I own the unrated cut, and I've rewatched it. Or, like, when you try to watch it on Netflix or something, that's the version they have on there Um, when it's put on there. And so I just, like, I grown at that scene or fast forward through it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I bought the theatrical cut so I can just sit and watch it. So nice. That's the Prue in me. Surprise, surprise. It exists. <laughs> All right. Trailers, not a bunch, but we got a few. Yep. Uh, started with Lightyear. Um, as, as somebody pointed out, they were like, no, no, so, no, it didn't start with Lightyear. What did it start with? Didn't it start with Clark, the official trailer? Uh, I didn't know if that was from last week. or Did we not week. talk about it? Maybe we did. I don't know. Okay, well, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but it's a documentary coming up about Kevin Smith. Um, it looks good. Anyways, it does, like you said. It does look very good. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that quite a bit because early stuff from him 
definitely good. So like you said, Lightyear teaser trailer. Yeah. And um, um, what did you think? Uh, I thought it looked good. Uh, as somebody asked the question, I was wondering it myself. Is this the real Buzz Lightyear or the Buzz Lightyear who is real? Exactly. I think it, it's the Buzz this, Lightyear who is real. Yeah. Is this supposed to be the toy or is this the you know real person who was? This the, is the real person the toy is based on. Yeah. It and that's the good. excuse. That's the excuse why Chris Evans is voicing Buzz Lightyear and not Tim Allen. Right. Because that was the big blow up from it all was, you know. Yeah. But no, I think this is I think this is the the real person that the toy is based on. Which is cool. Uh, either way, it would be cool. But I like that. I like the fact that this is going to be ba- grounded more in realism. Yeah. You sent me Tiger King, too. Yeah. Did you bother to watch it? I did. No, I watched the whole thing. And one of my takeaways was I cannot believe Carol Baskins came back and fucking <laughs> interviewed for this. Like, I know. But then then she is she is suing Netflix and the creators of the documentary for using footage that was filmed for season one that they didn't air that she didn't give them permission to air in season two. So I don't know if she actually filmed new stuff or if they just used like archive footage, if you will. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You shared with me masters of the universe revelation part two. And then before I could watch it wrote, all right, a lot of spoilers. I regret watching it. (laughs) I'm not even going to tell you what they were, but literally everything was spoiled in it. Like they, they show you how we get away from what happened in the end of, this, the first part of the season, they show you what's happening now. They show you like that, dude, there's so much stuff. Like I would honestly tell you, watch the show when it comes out and then go back and watch the trailer and try not to say, what the fuck? Okay. Like we'll I got halfway through it and I'm like, dude, this is telling me everything. Like I don't need to watch it. So I sent you the trailer to true story on yep. Netflix with Wesley Snipes and Kevin Hart. Yep. That's a movie that's coming out. That is, yep, and people will watch it. Probably yep. not me. Yep. Uh, the Witcher 2, I will watch that, and I believe I sent you, I watched 40 seconds or so and said, ah, I'm done watching this. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. Yep. Uh, I find that with a lot of trailers these days. I can watch a little bit and then be like, yep, I'm good. Yep. Yeah, Witcher looks great. I watched 40 seconds. That's enough. Yep. Uh, you sent me Landscapers. And I did watch this entire trailer, and I'll probably watch this with my wife. That's what I was thinking with Julia as well. Like, this seems like a true crime couples thing. I love both of the actors. Yeah, it's a BBC show. It's only four parts or four episodes, so it's digestible. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Basically, people uh, looks like they murdered people and buried them in their backyard. It almost looks like it also like they took over their lives or something. I don't know. Yeah. Which would be cool, too. Uh, The Unforgivable. The Sandra Bullock flick coming to Netflix in December. Yeah, I don't know. So it looks like she committed a crime and she definitely committed it. Yeah, she went to jail for 20 years and got out. It was manslaughter. Went to jail for 20 years. Yep. She killed the cop. She killed the cop. Yep. And they tell you in the trailer. Yeah. They still uh, hold it against her. Yep. But she wants to find her little sister that she was supposed to be like her guardian protector. And, you know, now 20 years yeah. have passed. 
Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. The Book of Boba Fett. Not a good trailer. Nope. Not good at all. It would, I'm a, would not make me want to watch this at all. If it weren't for the fact that I was already excited to watch this no matter what. Then right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm going yeah. to watch this. That's no doubt. But this is not a good trailer. waiting for the trailer to get good. <laughs> yeah, and then it ended. And I'm like, I thought, okay. I guess they're just it, going, people are going to watch this no matter what. Watch us, exactly. put this, watch us put this piece of shit trailer out. I mean, there's no action. It's all implied intrigue. It's not even good intrigue. Um, there's, I don't know. It just, yeah, it didn't really make me want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I sent you a trailer for Moonfall. What yes, if, you what did. If the moon came to Earth and was the end of the Earth. Yep, that's a trailer you sent me. Yep. Uh, big looks like a big budget, you know, disaster action flick. That's a Netflix. Yeah, it's got is it, Halle Berry. It, no, it's coming. Yeah, it's going to be in theaters. Yep. Yep. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Taking a little time off from uh, the Conjuring stuff to go hang out with Halle Berry. You sent me the Morbius trailer. <laughs> had you forgotten that this thing was coming out? Yes, I had. I had completely forgotten. Yeah. I was like, didn't we get a trailer for this? And they're like, yeah, you got one like two, three years ago. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Super. Um, so, I mean, I'll watch this. I don't know if I'll go to the theater and see it, but I'll watch it. Yep. Yep. Looks to be tying into all the different Marvel and Sony. Oh, yeah. We properties. saw Michael Keaton in the trailer. Yep. So. And the poster for Spider-Man. And, yep. Yep. And last, but certainly not least, the Zori, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas first look from the Roku channel. And this was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing. Although I have to say, good and bad, that basically, I think we just got the opening scene. We got the opening scene of them at the mall. Yes, we absolutely yeah, got the opening one scene. One long musical number with Mo, and yeah. I fucking loved it. And then it yeah. ends with her saying, you know, Christmas is scary as and then Zoe's extraordinary Christmas. I was like, yeah. oh, that's how they always started the episode. So yeah. Yeah. So uh one thing though I'm kind of down on, if you will, is uh I wish it was coming out in December or at least right after Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. I don't want to be a Scrooge. But I am I am definitely all about Let's get through Thanksgiving and then we can start celebrating Christmas. Right? Yeah. You know, I was like, my wife like tweeted, uh, tweet. She doesn't tweet. She posted on Facebook the other day. I was not prepared to go into a store and be bombarded with Christmas music. And it was like, <laughs> it was Monday. It was November first, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I found this. Someone had posted this meme, and it's like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage jumping off the top rope onto Bret Hart, who's on the floor. And he can't see Savage, you know, and he's like, and it says, uh, Savage has got, it says Mariah Carey's all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> and then on Bret Hart, it says me just trying to live my life. Yep. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm like, I'm like accurate. So anyhow, um, got any news? I, I don't. Do you? I got a, I got a couple of small pieces. All right. 
um, Dune is getting a part two. Well, I assumed when the credits opened and it said part one, I did try to watch it the other day and I just gave up after five minutes. I still haven't even tried. It said I'm not in the right frame of mind, but it comes up and it says Dune part one. So I was like, oh, mm. shit. Gotcha. Way to not tell us that this is because a lot of people were just like, well, wait a second. This movie is. um, The original movie is like six hours long or four hours long, and this is just two hours. How the hell did they manage that? Well, because this is part uh, one. They just didn't tell you that. Yep. So, yay. There's more coming. Um, this was interesting. There was a, uh, I think it was like Empire Magazine or something. They did an interview and they had some scenes and some uh, images from the new No Way Home. And it showed Riza Fan's Lizard and Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman. So they're saying that those two are also going to be in the movie. I think that's kind of cool. Um, what was the thing I was going to say? I don't know. I did read that there's a big fight going on now between Marvel and Sony over the next No Way Home trailer. Really? Yeah. Yep. Did they talk about the nature of the fight? or Nope, is it they like... didn't say it. it had something to do with the footage in the trailer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, John Woo is going to be making a new movie. Okay. I forgot he was even around, but he, uh, he's got a new movie coming, and Joel Kinnaman's going to be the star of it. Huh. So, Rick Flagg. Well, it's going to be... It says, according to Deadline, Kinnaman, who recently starred in The Suicide Squad, has been cast in the leading role of Silent Night, a new no-dialogue action movie which sees Hong Kong director John Woo return to Hollywood. The movie, which is said to be without a word of dialogue, will be John Woo's first U.S. action movie in decades since the 2003 Ben Affleck film Paycheck, Hmm. which I fucking loved Paycheck. Actually, Paycheck was a very good movie. And, And when I first read that, I was like, no, it was Mel Gibson in Payback. Oh, Paycheck. Yeah, no. But Payback was also fucking great. According to Deadline sources, the plot will revolve around a father who heads into the criminal underworld to avenge his young son's death. Although little else is known about the movie, industry buyers are apparently buzzing about John Woo's return to Hollywood. I'd be very interested to see how they do a movie with no dialogue. Um, Yeah, that would be interesting. Kevin Smith has recently been talking because, you know, Masters of the Universe is coming out, so he's doing interviews. Um, apparently, I didn't realize this, but um, he originally had ideas to do a sequel to Dogma, but he got so much hate from the movie. Like, at one point, somebody threw a brick through the window uh, that was next to his daughter when she was still an infant. So, Oh, I didn't know about he- that. So the quote from the interview says, I thought that perhaps Dogma 2 can wait until my kid's grown up. But good news, Marlo, my kid is now 22 and just moved into her own house, so I don't have to worry about the kid anymore. Maybe it's time to get back to the good old religious movie making. I've got two under my belt and Dogma and Red State, so I'm thinking it's time to make one more. And it's got to be about satanicism. As an old-timey Catholic who grew up in the era of The Exorcist and The Omen and Race with the Devil, there's always been some satanic cult movie brewing in me. Hmm. Well, good luck to him. Yep. 
And the only other thing that I had was uh, a couple new shows coming out from the Levies. Uh, Eugene Levy is going to be starring in a show called The Reluctant Traveler, where he'll visit some of the world's most remarkable hotels, as well as explore people, places, and cultures that surround them. Um, he's confessed that he's not usually adventurous or well-versed in globetrotting, but he's agreed that the time is right for him to broaden his horizons. So basically, that's why it's The Reluctant Traveler. Sure. Um, and then Dan Levy, his son, uh, has a few shows that are coming out. The most recent one is called The Big Brunch on HBO. It's a unscripted cooking competition that celebrates the undiscovered culinary voices from every country uh, corner of the country. All Chefs right. will be offered the opportunity to share their stories and their business dreams over a stack of pancakes, all while finding innovative and personal ways to redefine what it means to dine between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's about it for me. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I just saw this news story pop up, and the title says Law and Order, Jeffrey Donovan to lead NBC revival. Really? I like me. Star Jeffrey Donovan has been tapped to lead the revival as a brand new character. He'll be playing an NYPD detective and is apparently the first of a couple of new high profile cast additions that are set to be announced in the future. I I will watch this. Yeah. It's supposed to be law and order season 21 is what they're legitimately calling it. And there's to be, there are some who is coming back. It says bring back several veterans from the original, including per deadline, Sam Waterson and Anthony yep. Anderson, who Sam are both Watterson. reportedly the talks to make a return. Like I wouldn't really care. Like I didn't get all excited about law and order organized crime or any of that stuff, but Jeffrey Donovan is ever since burn notice. I, well, I'm sorry. Ever since good versus evil, then oh. burn notice. I've had a thing for Jeffrey Donovan. He's fucking amazing. So Yeah. I'll watch this. Um, Je- Jeffrey Donovan wasn't on G versus E. He wasn't the main character. No. Who was? Um, well, actually, as it turns out, uh, one of the characters uh, was, um, oh, fuck. He was on the original Law and Order. I'm trying to think of his name now. Uh, Richard Brooks was he he was he's the black guy he was on law and order from 90 uh-huh. to 93 as uh-huh. one of the ada's or one of the assistants to the ada's uh but clayton Roner, he was the guy that was on g versus e he was the other lead oh, guy touching evil that's what i was that's oh was touching it. evil oh that was amazing yes i yeah. knew there was something that i saw him in before that i loved yeah, yeah, yeah. Touching Evil. Was Dude, apparently he was in a, Law and Order for a few season, for a few episodes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Good Faith and Jeopardy as Jacob Reese or Eddie Nichols. <laughs> so he was in a couple different episodes. One in 1995, one in 2007. Nice. Yeah, Touching Evil was very good. That, that's a very underrated show of how good that was. Yes. It was only on for one season on the USA Network. Yes. It, it, it's based on a BBC tragic. show. Um, way to buy that. Is it streaming anywhere? Right. Because that's something I would actually like to try, at least rewatch. God, Burn Notice, though. Holy Christ, what a great show that was. Now I want to go back and rewatch Burn Notice, too. Shut Eye was good, too. I want another season of Shut Eye. 
Well, you can find the British version of Touching Evil out there, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep, that's Every, everywhere. Everywhere you look. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, U.S. version, not so much. Oh, they have, Like I said, they got all the BBC versions, okay. not the U.S. version anywhere. All right. So. Well, I think otherwise that's all I got. Nothing else has popped up that would make me go, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, no, that was a good one. So that was that was well worth it there. Yeah. Bam. So. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel. I am the Quantum Geek, G33K. That's our show. And we'll talk to you later. Maybe. Just got to hit the top record button.